0: Welcome back to the Questions for My Pastor podcast. My name is James, and it's my pleasure and privilege to be the pastor of a church called Sar Fellowship in the Kingdom of Bahrain. Last week, I met with somebody who had got my contact details off the church website and said they'd been starting to read the Bible, and they had a couple of quick questions. Could I meet for a coffee to talk with them about the Bible? And I thought, what a great opportunity to sit and talk to somebody uh, who is beginning to read through the Bible. They've got a couple of quick questions. What a great thing uh, for me to do. So off I went to our regular uh, coffee shop here in Bahrain where we like to meet people and this person turned up and said, good, yeah, I've been reading the Bible um, and I've got a couple of quick questions and the question that they asked really They'd undersold this spectacularly because it wasn't a quick question. There isn't a quick answer, and it would be very, very interested to hear how you would have answered this question. So we're sitting there enjoying a nice coffee in this nice place. Somebody said, I've got a couple of quick questions about the Bible, and then they hit me with this. They said, I've started reading the Old Testament and the New Testament, and it kind of feels like I'm reading about two different gods. In the Old Testament, I read about a God who is full of anger, wrath, fury, justice, and punishment. And then I started reading the New Testament at the same time. And it seems like I read about a God who is full of love, and mercy, and compassion, and forgiveness. So how do I reconcile the two? Is it the same God? What do I do with what reads like and feels like two different gods? So that was the quote, quote, quick question that somebody wanted to ask. Again, I will be very interested to hear how you would have answered this, but as we try and do on this podcast, uh, I'll try and condense what I said into a as quick an answer as possible. I know it's not a question that can have a, a quick answer. We could talk for days and days and days. But this is essentially what I said. So right back at the beginning of our Bibles, at the start of this big, grand narrative of creation, of God, of people, we see that God has very clear guidelines for how his creation should work. As the creator of something, it's well with you. you're well within your right to, to tell people how best to use what you've made. So they're very particular and clear guidelines on how this all works. Uh, People with their God-given free will uh, choose to kind of do it their own way. It doesn't work out well. And God has said that what you've done uh, is deserving of death. You've sinned. You've acted contradictorily. uh, You've acted against me and my word and what I've said. And uh, unfortunately, the punishment for that is death. Somebody has sinned, and there needs to be a death to cover that sin. Now we see this uh, as Adam and Eve are leaving the garden, they're covered in animal skins. If you read around this, one particular suggestion is going to tell you that that was the first animal sacrifice, a life for a life. Something has died to pay the price for the sin that has been committed. So a sin has been committed. God's law and word have been violated. The punishment is death. Somebody or something, there has to be a a death to cover that sin. And we see it as as Adam and Eve are walking out of the garden uh, wearing animal skins. And then that kind of replays itself throughout the Old Testament. So as you're reading through the Old Testament, you're going to see there has been some sin. There has been uh, a violation of God's law, his word, his command, his statutes. The Bible uses lots of different words. And in each case, there needs to be an offering made. There needs to be the, the, the punishment, the, the price, the consequence for sin has to be paid. And we see that throughout the Old Testament. There are lots of sacrifices. You work through Exodus And Leviticus, Numbers, lots lots about the sacrificial system of we need to do this and offer this. And this is the life that's going to pay for this particular sin. And then it goes on and on and on and on. And then as we get into the New Testament, this person was reading and they said it seems like a different God because he's all about love and forgiveness and compassion and mercy. How can this be? How can a God who is so just and right and holy and pure and focused on justice in the Old Testament, how can the same God now be all about love? What changed? So that God that we read about in the Old Testament, he is still the God of the New Testament. He's still just and holy and righteous and pure and cannot be in the presence of, nor tolerate, turn a blind eye to sin, the violation of his word, of his commands, of his statutes. But what changed Old Testament to New Testament, what gave this person the impression that it was two different people, a God with two different personalities, was what we read about In the first four books of the New Testament in more detail was that there was one particular sacrifice that was made that was so good that was so sufficient that was so all-encompassing and then it rendered any future sacrifices redundant that all the previous sacrifices that this person read about in the Old Testament were just kind of, you know, putting a plaster over a a, a cut, trying to, you know, paper over some cracks, but the wound was still there. But actually, we're building towards a day when somebody's going to make a sacrifice that's going to be truly good enough. That's not just going to cover the sin until the next, you know, something, somebody is gonna come, something's gonna happen that means that we can do away with this sacrificial system. So the God of the Old Testament, as this person put it, with his justice and his righteousness and his utter focus on making right where sin has been done, the price for sin being paid the consequence for sin, being death. The wages of sin, so to speak, being death. That God is still the God that you read about in the New Testament. But what changed was that Jesus came along and with his own sinless, spotless self, a life lived without sin, without blemish. Jesus came along and gave his own life for sins. Not just our sins, but the sins of the whole world, as John writes. So that means that God's utter focus on justice, on the consequence and the price for sin being paid has been satisfied because the sacrifice that Jesus made was so utterly perfect, sinless, He was sinless. The sacrifice was spotless. A lamb without blemish as we read in the Bible. And it was all sufficient to cover sins past, present and future. That means that that part of God's character, the unceasing, unrelenting desire and need to have the consequences of sin paid for, that has been satisfied on the cross. So it's the same God, Old Testament, New Testament. He's still focused on justice and righteousness and the consequences of sin being paid. But what allows you and I to interact with him as a loving, attentive, caring, compassionate, merciful Father in heaven, is that Jesus came along and paid that price on our behalf. So as those animals were sacrificed, that paid the price for Adam and Eve's sin, that allowed them to walk out covered in garments of animal skin, they died on behalf of Adam and Eve. As the myriad and millions of animals would have died at the altar at the entrance to the tabernacle, that movable temple tent and then into the temple itself, as millions of animals would have died on behalf of the sins of the people. So Jesus died on behalf of the sins, for the sins of you and me. That allows us now to come into the presence of, to interact with the God that this person saw in the New Testament, full of love, compassion, mercy, and forgiveness. So again, I would be really interested to see, uh, to hear what you would have said, uh, how you would have answered that question. Uh, I'll put some details in the show notes how you can get in touch with me and let me know. Uh, If there's any other questions that you want to talk about on this podcast, again, you can put them in the same place uh, as you're going to tell me how you would have answered that question. But for now, God bless.